and welcome back to Season 2 of the In-Between Podcast. Before we get started, please take the time to like and ring the bell, subscribe, comment, or rate us five stars if you like the content that we make. Also, please check out our website, inbetweenpodcast.com, and read some of our blogs. Yeah. You know, check out some of our stuff. Hopefully, I'll, I'll change whatever is going on in my area and just fix that mess. And it will be something cool for you guys to look at soon. She's actually got some great ideas she's working on. And uh, I'm pretty excited about what she's about to do there. So. Well, working on in my head. Stop by and check it out. Well, yeah. she's. They're going to stop by and check it out now. And it's not going to be there yet. It's not going to be there. Uh, yeah. You're going to have to wait a little bit. All right. Well, you know, get it going. That's all I'm saying. I'm so sorry. Hey, today we are joined by maybe one of the most guests I've been excited about the most. Uh, you know, I got really like screamed like a little girl when Peyton Jones was going to be on. Yeah, that's true. I was sitting in the living room and heard a girlish shriek from the office and thought that, <laughs> is there a rat? Why would he be afraid of a rat? I don't know. But uh, uh, we today we get to welcome Charlie Pro. You're going to hear me call him Oscar because yeah. Oscar is his middle name. And I don't know. We've always called him Oscar. That's just, you know, who he is. The wisdom of Oscar. The wisdom of Oscar is a true thing. Uh, <laughs> today, you are not going to hear so much of his... Um, Little euf- nuggets. I was going to say yeah. euphemisms, nuggets. Uh, we kind of ask him to storytell, like give us like his history, or what his life was all about. Talk about the, you know, the things that he uh, experienced uh, as he was growing up cars that he drove all that kind of stuff and so you kind of kind of get a snapshot of him but uh i hope you'll hear more of him in the future as well as we kind of bring him in with the wisdom of oscar little yeah. nuggets of truth here along <laughs> the way because the man could write a book with uh all this stuff that he, he should yeah he should yeah so charlie we're calling you out on that you really should write a book <laughs> the, and it should be called the wisdom of oscar it should be called yeah or the book of oscar the book of oscar that's even better i really like it so, without further ado, here he is, Oscar. What's going on, Oscar? Well, I finished eating. What are you doing? Well, just sitting here. No, just checking things out, chilling with Daphne. Chilling. Uh huh. <laughs> That's good. Daphne, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Did you have a good day at school? Yeah. Good. Did you really? <laughs> it was boring, but yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah, but you, you're going to have something like this teacher catch up. That's all you, you're going to have to let them catch up. That's all there is to it. <laughs> you're so far ahead of them, you know. <laughs> I used to have to do that quite often. That's why I skipped to my school after Grandma Nancy <laughs> about my attendance. Uh, I actually think that she might have mentioned that just a little bit whenever she did the uh, did the podcast. Um, oh, your mother did? I'm pretty sure, yeah. She made reference to the fact that um, you would have to, um, how would I put it, negotiate your way out of school for some uh-huh. reason. You had to work on a truck or do something. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is and that then, true? Then that's exactly true. And then your mother was our sponsor, and I guess probably my. Uh, oh, she, they didn't have counselors back then. She was our class sponsor advisor or whatever well about a month or two before school was out i hadn't done too well in in english four which is a a lesson you was required to take for a fine arts credit 
And she said, you haven't passed that. She was a teacher. She said, but if you will do all this makeup work, I will, I will pass you. And she gave me a whole gob of stuff to do. I said, that's fine. Perfect. I can handle it. My friend, Oral Moore, did you ever know him? Uh, oh, sure. I was going to say, who did the work for you? <laughs> Linda, Linda Moore, Oral's wife, had, was a year older than me, and she had just graduated out of school the year before. So all that stuff was fresh on her mind, so I just took the deal over there, and she'd done it, wrote it all out, and I never even rewrote it. I just handed it in her handwriting. Your mother, too. I didn't do it. You didn't even try to hide it? No, I didn't even try to hide it because she knew I wasn't going to do it. I was I was not too studious a young man. Well, you you had other things to do, right, Oscar? I had other things going on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, um, before we get too far into uh, this conversation, you should tell people uh, what who you are, where you're from, and uh, yeah, tell us anything about you that you want to tell us. Am I on the air now? Oh yeah, you've been on the air since it started, and uh, I'll edit out. You, I'll edit out some of this if I need to. I see you'll bleep out any of the curse words or anything like that. Well, maybe unless <laughs> okay. they're really good. My name's Charlie Pro. I live in Eldorado Springs, Missouri. That's Southwest Missouri. As the crow flies, I'm about a hundred miles southeast of Kansas City, and about a hundred miles north of this, Springfield, Missouri. If that if anybody knows where those places are at. Yeah. And I'm just an old man that's got old before my time. And uh, what else do you want to know about me? When, when when were you born, Oscar? I was born and, the third day of June, 1948. 1948. And they, and they had hospitals then, yes, in the Bay Hospital <laughs> in Nevada, Missouri. Oh, really? I didn't realize you were born in Nevada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, and you went to school the same place I did, right? Yeah. Shell City, Missouri. That's right. Shell City, I Missouri. Went to, I, I had the first two years of my education in a one-room country school. Like, you can't believe that, can you? Where at? The Prairie Valley. Do you remember where the conservation headquarters was there on the hill southeast of Shell? Sure. Prairie Valley was just one mile north there on the corner. Remember that old school building they tore down? Okay. That was Prairie Valley. I went my first two years there. They taught eight grades in one room. And there was there was four of us in my class, me and three girls. And they had us over there reading about Dick and Jane and Flip and all those stuff. And, and while I was supposed to be learning how to read over there doing that, but she was over there on the other side of the room teaching the eighth grade history and things like that and different things. Well, I was listening to them. I never did learn too much about Dick and Jane. <laughs> now, when you said Dick and Jane, Daphne just looked at me with like a furrowed brow and was like, what, what is he talking about? Dick and Jane. Dick and Jane was characters in reading books. You don't remember them. Do you, do you know who Dick and Jane? Are? No, I don't think I had that. Um, weren't well, they, what, what were the, what was the, it was a something reader, right? Was what was the name of that book, Charlie? <sighs> I don't know what it was. I don't know what the name of the reader was. But McGuffey. That, that's what you, it wasn't a McGuffey I, reader. I think it was something like that. I'm, I'm not sure. I have forgotten, man. That's a long time ago. <laughs> you weren't but a anyhow, student. You know, <laughs> no, no. And they, but you know, and they, they, they were to teach how to read repetitious words. These? See Dick run. See Dick run fast. You know, things like Is that. that. The, oh. 
Yeah, she of course, you know, the, the kid here looked up uh, on Google what, what Dick and Jane were, and now she's got all these little kids' books. Well, there's a movie, Fun too. with Dick and Jane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they made I it just in, saw the... They made it into a movie. And they, they had a dog, Flip, and a little sister named Susan, if I remember this correctly. This looks familiar. <clears throat> well, maybe maybe it is familiar, but it's under different pretense but out there. if I did have it, I was really young, like three or four. Oh, well, well yeah. maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, they were maybe very was, simple Maybe books. that was your first yeah. grade reader, but you forgot about it. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. I don't know. So you you went to first and second grade then in that little one-room schoolhouse? I went to, in that little one-room schoolhouse, and then the country schools consolidated. There were several country schools in the area, and they consolidated, and we all started going to Shell City. But see. but Shell City existed before that, right? Oh I mean, yes, because, yes. yeah, because uh-huh. that school, I think they're they're working on being 125 years in alumni, right? I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I, I imagine it's probably that. But you know, uh, yeah, th- there was there was different school districts, you know. And do you remember where Roberts School was down there with JWG? No. But I'm terrible oh. with that kind of stuff. Okay, you remember where Elmo Gerster used to live? <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay, right south of him, that little schoolhouse on the corner there. Okay. That was Robert's school. It had, it had ceased to operate earlier, and the the kids were supposed to go to Robert's school, went to Shell City earlier than we did, you know. Yeah. So then when they – but there were several little schools around that were still in operation, but there were several that had quit operating, and, and those kids were already going to shell. And then, then in, I guess it had been, I don't know, 50, what, five or six, that they all started to school in shell. Yeah. So did you, and, where, where did you actually grow up then? Like, uh, what was your home? Was it the farm that, the farm that I know? Was, okay. That was, that house yeah. was yours, right? Yeah, but when we after we bought it, you know, we added on to it and redone it. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Were you ever down there at my mother's? I do remember now that you said that. I forgot that that was added on to, but the the mm-hmm. living room and everything was added on to the front of the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming since you said you weren't a studious student that you didn't attend college. I'm still going to college, son. The school of hard knocks. Here's the deal, son. You buy your college formal or you buy it every day, and I'm still paying for it. <laughs> you know that? I do know that. And uh, I, I I actually feel like that that's a, that is a Charlie uh, life philosophy. What do you mean, sir? I, I mean, it really it, – it, that idea, that concept, that's really – it's shaped your life. It's, it's made you uh, who you are today. Um, I see. Do you, would you agree that with that? be good or bad? I don't know, but probably it has. You know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it probably has. But you know, I didn't. I couldn't wait to get out of school after I graduated and got a signed diploma that night. I never went back to school. There was three or four more days of school, and I went to Kansas City, and I had a job since I got up there. You know, and, and what was that job? I worked for a a place called Boiled Meat Company. Well, that sounds and delicious. Awful. <laughs> Do what? I said, that sounds awful. Daphne said delicious. <laughs> that was well, sarcasm. Here, yeah, I know it was, but here, here's the deal. Uh, 
when I went up there and went to work, you'd have to put different roasts or whatever you was packing. We'd met so many pounds and so many ounces, but you had to juggle those things around to make each package equal 50 pounds. You see what I'm saying? Sure. And if if it was eight pounds and 12 ounces, and then you'd have to put enough there to make it all come 50, and it was kind of hard to do. And it was really hard for me to do, but I could do math. <laughs> that was my stronger suit, so I done well. Yeah, that was my stronger suit. And then you know about every deal that I've that I've had throughout my career has had a lot to do with math. Sure. You sure. know when you're sitting there buying them cattle with a pound, a calf weighs four hundred pounds. You bring two dollars a pound. You better be able to figure up real quick if you weighs two. You know. You know. You got to figure all that stuff quick in your head and know where you're at. Sure, and the people and, are buying. And you got to know all the finger numbers. That's what always impressed me. Finger numbers. <laughs> what the heck are finger numbers? Hey, Charlie could probably explain it better than I can. He'd have to show you, you but you finger count. You, you show her how to do it. Oh, it's it's all done on one hand, right, Charlie? One mm-hmm. through ten is all done on one hand. You'd have probably if you mm-hmm. if you looked up a YouTube video, you, it will show you how to is finger it, count what on kind one of hand. Process is this because it's used in sale barns, and you can actually show an auctioneer how much you're going to pay for one what hand. with one hand. That's right. But and so then you also, could technically go up to like twenty if you use both hands or something like that. No, like, no, no. What do you mean? You do it with one hand. You still do it with one hand. Yeah. So I could like count up to anything. You you can go hand. up to ninety nine with one hand, ah. but it's not. You're not telling them exactly how much you'll pay. Yeah, you know, the auctioneer it's his job down there to to, to present the numbers to you, and you're supposed to buy them. Well, then you have to say like you're buying steers on four hundred fifty pound steers. You put them on one number. If you're buying six hundred pound to heifer, you put them on the other number. The finger count is to show the number you're putting your cattle on quicker than anything. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. You see, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty hillbilly, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, Oscar, where where did you go from uh, meat packing in Kansas City? <laughs> well, I went to. Uh, I had various jobs in Kansas City, and I ended up working at Armco Steel. And wh- why Kansas and, City? Just because it was the Because that's where everybody went. That was where the more industry yeah, was in, yeah. in our area, you know. And at that time, the stockyards were huge there, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, they were they were beginning to slow down. See, old days in the stockyards, they did alley trade. They didn't have auctions. They had salesmen to come along there and and they had salesmen that worked for the different commission companies. You'd go in there and they would price the cattle to, and you'd haggle with them. You know, it wasn't an auction. Auctions just come in in the last, well, several years. I mean, I guess it's been longer ago than I'd care to think maybe 50 years ago when they got popular, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but they used to, they called it alley trade and uh, you just go in there and buy from a salesman that worked for the commission company. Okay. So now, where was I going with this? Well, I just, I'm, no, I'm, I just I'm asked. A stroke victim. You're going to have to excuse me. I'm a stroke victim. I forget a lot of things. <laughs> well, I just asked, where did you go after the, after the oh, meat packing? And you said lots well, then, of different jobs there in Kansas City, but. Uh, okay. But then, yeah, okay. Then, uh, 
then I ended up working for American Telephone Telegraph Long Lines. And Charlie, there is so much of this that I don't know, and I can't believe I don't know it. It's hilarious. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went to work for them, and 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 our our home office is 811 Main, Kansas City, and the area we took care of was from the Mississippi River West. And that's a pretty big area for a small boy from Shell City, Missouri. Mississippi River yeah. West. Like, <laughs> out there in the monsoon season where you're at now, you know, West. Right. Okay, and uh, I was I was drafted when we were uh, we was working on a job that started in Chesterfield, Massachusetts, running to Oakland, to Oakland, California. It was a twenty-two underground coaxial cable. And by the time they got it done, it was obsolete, you know, because microwave and everything had came in there. Seriously, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that's where I was working when I got drafted, and then I just never went back, you know. And what year were you drafted? 67. 67. Mm-hmm. And obviously that was to Vietnam. Uh-huh, yeah. And I stayed on. How, how long were you there and what, what did you do there? I was in Vietnam for 14 months because they stand over there if you got back, uh, if you got back to the United States with less than five months to do, you got a five-month early out, you see. Okay. And. So I extended over there, so I got for a five-month early out. And what did I do over there? Anything I was big enough to. So you got back from Vietnam. What what did you go go to work doing then? Running heavy equipment. You remember I'd done that several years. Remember when I I started when I got home from Vietnam, I started running a loader from Earl Julian digging basements in El Rey. and then I started different equipment jobs, and then we. You remember when we worked at that coal mine over there, run equipment? Sure. And then you worked in a coal then, mine. Yeah, yeah, a you strip did? mining operation. No, he did. Mm-hmm. Oh. I did. no, no. It was a strip mining operation, and then just uh, then it went from there, different things, and then I got in this cattle deal. And uh, you started buying cows. Well, animals have always been a part of your life, right? In some mm-hmm, form or fashion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and also horses. Right. I mean, I guess animals count as horses, too. Or horses count as yeah, animals, too. Pretty <laughs> had a few pigs. One, you remember when they had all the pigs? No. You don't? No, I don't. You do, too. Did you, you do have- try all those sales that time? You don't remember that? Uh, not really, no. Did you have well, fairing houses was- out in the pasture? Yeah. Okay. No, I, I had a fairing house in the barn. No, Your I don't dad, remember that. We lived up on the corner, but I had it down there where on the, on the farm, you know. You don't remember that? No, I don't. Well, your dad helped me quite a bit. Well, yeah, I'm sure he probably did. He, he We we like going out there. <laughs> I'm sure. I thought <laughs> you'd probably remember that. So anyhow. Hey, so, so I, 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 I want to back up actually just a little bit because there was some couple of things I wanted to ask you about um, school mm-hmm. in particular. Um, I see. I know that. Um, well, mom, you said mom took you on, uh, or was part of your one of your counselors or whatever sponsors, and right, she yeah. was on the senior trip with you, right? And were, were you mm-hmm. were her you were her first class, correct? Right, her first class out of college. She was only four years older than we were, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
So she was four years older and, uh, she was, was she pregnant with my sister then? I don't think so. Okay. No. So that wasn't until later. Cause I know that, you know, yeah. kids called her Ma Fagan, but you didn't. No, that was after we, okay. no, we didn't. We was Mrs. Fagan. Okay. See, back in my, in my, in my time, we had respect for our elders. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's later in life that it went south. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, yeah. <laughs> No, I don't think she was. No, I don't think she was at all. I don't remember if she was. Well, when, when did you graduate? Well, when, when was Teresa born? That's what I was trying to figure out here. She was born in 68. Well, no, I graduated in 66. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So you uh, you went on a senior trip, and I assume Dad was on that trip with you, right? I think I've actually seen pictures. No. Is that not true? I don't true? think he went. No, oh, okay. he didn't go on okay. that one. He went on a lot of them after that, but I don't think he went on that one. All right. So when, how did you two become friends or when did that start to happen? Cause he was older. Your mother. He's older, right? Oh yeah. But see, I left as soon as I got out of high school when we got back to town. When I, when I, well, I, I mean, I was out of contact with him there for several years yeah. until, uh, let's see till Linda and I was married and they started having those Bible study. Well, we, we, when we moved back to shell, you know, you know, we lived in Eldorado for a while. Yeah. And then remember when we moved back there on the corner where you turned to yep. go to our farm, we lived, okay. Yeah. That's where we live. And then that's why when we become good friends with your mother and dad. Okay. All right. You yeah. I remember we used to go out there and you guys would all, uh, play cards until the wee hours of the yeah. morning and do all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. What, what would you consider your, do you have a title or a trade? That might be a loaded question. Jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> well, that suits you. Uh, well, do you know the rest of that saying, don't you, Charlie? Well, no. What's that? The end of that saying, and nobody ever quotes it, is jack of all trades and master of none is oftentimes better than a master of one. Oh, well, I did not know the right. ending of that one. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that, but I'll, I'll, can I use that in my travel? <laughs> Absolutely. Hold on, okay. I gotta write that one down. <laughs> but you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what uh, what my my title would be, my occupation would be. It's it's been cattle and trucks and stuff for the last thirty years. You know, pretty much. But but I mean, just the things that I know that you do are concrete. Well, you don't do that anymore, but you did concrete mm-hmm. uh, welding. Uh, mm-hmm. You you mechanic on some vehicles, sort of. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to have to anymore. <laughs> uh, you do woodworking, mm-hmm. which you that's kind of your pastime now, right? You really, that is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And draft horses. That's my hobby as well. I'm going to say you do draft horses. You uh, mm-hmm. you have built a 48 Ford pickup mm-hmm. because that's when you were born, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you have and and it's a beautiful pickup. I mean, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Is that the, Thank you. The black one? Yeah. Oh, I love that car. <clears throat> oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> it's well, so, so pretty. I dream about that car. Do you remember when uh, when we did Teresa's wedding with the horses? Well, sure I do. And so that she I was actually going to. horses gonna, at her wedding? Charlie built yeah. a replica of, of, the, course he did. of the Budweiser wagon. Oh, my gosh. 
How has she never told me about this? Have you never seen the photo? No. Oh, it's awesome. I haven't seen a single photo of their wedding day. Charlie, tell him what you were wearing, Charlie. A tuxedo and a top hat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and, and Rex, and, and let's see. No, it wouldn't it, have been Rex. I it think was Larry Dave and Wayne Ryan yeah. brought it down there for me. Yeah. I was at the wedding, you know, and they wrote it down there for me. And then, then we, and then, uh, I think it was Rex and Jackie and Ryan and his wife or girlfriend, whatever she was. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was, was, the, we all went out and ate, you know? Oh, I, I don't remember that, but. Uh, well, you weren't there. I, I don't oh, think okay. you were there because I don't know. I don't remember where you was at or what you used your mother. I'm sure. Yeah. But after you know, we we uh, we rode around town a little bit with with Trish and John in the wagon. And and and, that, that, and for that people, was in Nevada. I was going to say for people have to understand too. Uh, Nevada is not a huge town. Um, no, but it's probably at that time was probably five or six thousand people, right? Yeah, it's considerable amount bigger than Shell City. You yeah, know? several stoplights and, and that sort of thing. And Charlie was there with this pair of big draft horses and a Budweiser wagon. Uh, and he took my sister and her husband away from the church on that wagon, dressed in his tuxedo and top hat. I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> we had a time. I've got some pictures of it. <laughs> well, I've, we, done, I've done another one of those for David Sousa's little girl over here at LRA. That's awesome. I think that's the only weddings that I've ever done with that team and wagon. I've done several with my pickup, you know. Yeah. My yeah. old pickup and, and several proms and and uh, wedding or two and some so, class pictures and things with my old pickup. So, Charlie, recently you built something to pull behind the pickup. Can you uh-huh. tell, tell us about what that is? Well, for my listeners that have watched Roy Rogers on TV as a small child, he had a he had a partner named Pat Brady, a sidekick Pat Brady. Pat Brady had a Jeep called Nelly Bell, and they used to pull an old open one-horse trailer they all trigger in once in a while. Well, I looked all over the United States and half of Canada and finally bought this one in New York, Little Falls, New York. It was just a complete piece of junk. When it <laughs> so we rebuilt it, and that's what I rebuilt to pull by and mold it. And do you put a horse in it? No, I don't put a horse in it. I put my donkey, and her name is Sissy. And and we went to the Shell City Fall Festival, which is a gala affair. <laughs> and... They said, Charlie, tell us about your, what is, tell us about your thing. What is that? Well, the pickup is 75 years old. I'm 75 years old. Nobody knows how old a trailer is, but we're still a hauling ass. <laughs> and I won their money. I won 15 bucks the first prize. I done spend 1250 for candy to throw the kid. So I don't think this is too good a deal. <laughs> well, you know, you're doing all right there. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So far, two and a half, Ed, but that's not counting any fuel right now. Well, that's true. I was going to say, you're doing better than the stock market on some days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the other thing that you, I mean, we've already kind of let the cat out of the bag on that, but uh, as far as your skills are, you, you, you're you a pretty pretty gifted cattle buyer. Well, I've made a living. You've made a living. That's, that's all we can say. Charlie, how many cattle 
do you think that you have bought and sold or have passed through your hands in the process over the years? I wouldn't have no idea, sir. I wouldn't have no idea. Is it hundreds of thousands or is it, you think it's in the millions? Oh, I don't think it's in the millions. It's several. I mean, I I, I would have no idea Uh, (laughs) that I've done myself. And then you see, I've got that receiving station over south of St. Louis, you know, and I, you knew about that, didn't you? Yeah, you you told me about that. Well, I mean, they don't really pass through my hand, but they're, you know, I'm part of it, you know. Yeah, but that's and what I mean. Like, like, you've had some influence on the beef world. <laughs> very little, I don't know. Now, you know, you know, I've been associated with Joplin Regional Stockyard for 35 years. Right. A week ago, Monday, they had over... 11,000. They told me, see, me out here, a little guy, I, I make my, my, uh, my contacts with my customers. And then I schedule down there when I'm going to sell and everything to get, so I can get the truck and everything done to get them in a timely fashion, you know? Sure. Well, I, I had talked with them and they said, yeah, we're probably going to have about 7,500 this week have your cattle in there about three o'clock with we'll selling them at three thirty. Well, I pulled in there with them trucks about three o'clock and there was trucks everywhere. I couldn't even get the cattle unloaded. They had almost 12,000 that day. And that really fouled us up good. That's a week ago, Monday. And we thought that was a pretty big sale. 12,000. Well, I had, they, they sold over, uh, over 15,000 through the ring this Saturday. Plus sold another six or 800 on the video. Big sales, big sales. Wow. Joplin's the largest feeder calf market in the world. So pe- people are still eating beef then is what you're saying. See, people are still eating beef, you know, yes. and and it's the real beef. It's not the uh, artificial handmade stuff, <laughs> you know. Uh, I won't get you on a soapbox on that. <laughs> no, you better not get me on a soapbox on a few things. <laughs> or you'll do a lot of beeping. <laughs> Beef out a lot of things. <laughs> so tell me this. Uh, what was your first vehicle? My first vehicle was a 1955 Ford. 1955 Ford. That would be a, a car. Two-door, four-door? I think it was a two-door. I don't remember anything, but I think it was a two-door. And then I think I traded it for a 57 Ford two-door heart top. I've had so many cars, kind of like trucks, you know. I was going to say, how many how many cars do you think you've owned over the years? I have no idea, but I had several of them when I was young, you know. All right. And you know your dad, huh? Yeah, go ahead. No. What were you going to say? You know, your dad had kind of a heavy foot when he was young. You knew that. Uh, I can't imagine that that would be true, but I'm sure Daphne can. <laughs> <laughs> no, your dad, not you, your dad. Uh I remember, and Kara would probably tell you the same thing. Uh, Kara is your daughter, and um, mm-hmm. she—you uh, know that, but the audience doesn't. Kara uh, and I—I I will never forget. Dad would, um, Dad would drive somewhere, and then and we'd be flying down the road, and he would suddenly just lock up the brakes, and Kara would scream, let the you know, cross. yeah, and, then uh-huh. he, and Dad would say, "Let the ants cross the road," yeah, and then and yeah, then he'd yeah. go on, yeah. He- <laughs> He probably had several cars when he was young, and I did too as well, you know. That makes a lot of sense. What'd she say? I said that makes a lot of sense. 
It does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what was your favorite of all the cars you My, owned? I had a, a 55 Chevy Tudor hardtop when I was young. I really liked it. And then I also had a 57 Chevy Tudor hardtop. Both very much classics now if I had sure. it, you know. Yeah. But I don't have either. I gave the 55 to my cousin after I was in the service. I gave it to him. Well, that was nice of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charlie. I was done with it. <laughs> <laughs> How many vehicles have you wrecked? Oh. Several. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, I, we also wrote down another question that I had to ask you is, how many deer have hit you? Two. Two. <laughs> two total. Two total <laughs> in less than two weeks. You remember that? Yes, I do. They both, they both hit me. Mm-hmm. And they, they literally they, ran into the side of the vehicle, not that you actually hit them, right? Oh, I thought you were, like, making a joke about physics. No, because I, there's... I hit, yeah. yeah. I hit the first one, but the second one. It was getting well, even for his, losing his yeah. brother. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but really, I hit both of them because that second one liked it. It was a mess. <laughs> uh, oh, I thought you were making like a physics joke because there's a the laws of physics say that you know if you hit something, it's going to hit you the same that's back, right. Yeah. right? And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. the deer hit me back, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, uh, but the the deer. You know how thick they are. They're very thick in this area, you know, and you really got to watch. He means there's a uh, lot of them. Oh. Yeah. Daphne was like, thick? Like, they're they're thick. they're they're beefy? There's a lot of them. I was no, like, are they going to fight you? Is this a boxing yeah, no, match? No. Mary, uh, and then I, then oh, Linda, I, 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 I totaled her. Oh, she had a little Cadillac SUV. I totaled another one with it, you know. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and and then That's just been not too long. And then just today, uh, you uh, you had an incident, or yesterday with your with your truck. <laughs> How did you know about that? You told me this afternoon. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> I, I haven't figured that one yet. <laughs> I haven't figured out how that one even happened, but it did. Uh, he, he's his tailgate's no longer a part of his. Uh, it is too complicated to explain. Okay. <laughs> I'll take your word on that so one. So y- you just mentioned Linda. Um, uh-huh. h- how long have you been married? Well. Oh, that's a long pause, Charlie. Been, You're supposed to know that already. <laughs> I do know it. I do know it. It'll be 24 years in June. 24? No, 54. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I've been married 25. How did you do that? Well, I tried to figure yeah, this is 24. I I know. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 54 <laughs> You've years. Been, how long have you been married? Uh, 25. 25, yeah. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's quite a while. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's no record. We're pretty good average for this day and time, you know. <laughs> it's, it is. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the secret to your success? Uh, well... I think it's my good nature. <laughs> <laughs> you think Linda would agree with that? Communications. <laughs> is she is she there really? like telling you what to say now? <laughs> About four foot away from me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. 
We've got matching recliners. We're not very far. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. So, no, I don't know. It's it. You, you got to work at it. You can't take it lightly. Seriously. Yeah. You you've got to work at it. You need to communicate. I do think that's a big part of it. Sure. Um, what can you tell us about Calvin Fagan? Oh, mercy. I can't tell you anything, but I know a lot of things about you. <laughs> you know he was one of the best friends I ever had. You know that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and he had a heart as big as Dallas. And Calvin Fagan baked enough rolls. See, every every class had fundraisers and go on those trips and they'd have smorgasbords and charge people so much to eat, you know. I don't remember the parents would take the food and and there and then they'd sell it to have the smorgasbord fundraiser, you know. And your dad made three semi loads of uh of light rolls, you know. Three semi loads semi loads uh, in his career up there, oh, he made cinnamon rolls or dinner rolls out the yin yang for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, honestly, I feel like that that was kind of one of the biggest things I think I learned from him was um, you just give. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You just give. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I I remember somebody coming up in the yard there at home one time and asking Dad for twenty dollars, and Dad just pulled it out and gave it to him and. And uh, I said, Dad, you're never going to see that again. Why'd you give that to him? And he goes, uh, he goes, because he needed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. and and literally, probably a year or more later, he walked back up in the yard and handed that twenty dollars back to Dad. Really? <laughs> and, yeah. and and it you know it struck me both ways. Dad did not expect it expect to get it back at all. And mm-hmm. I learned a lesson that you you know it doesn't you do it you, not expecting you do it not expecting. And and if mm-hmm. it does come back, then that's fine too. That's right. You know? That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, he was he was quite a Calvin. He really was. <laughs> and he, he sure left on a very untimely death. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I the other thing I obviously remember a lot about Dad was the driving because he would <laughs> uh, he would go a lot of places sideways. <laughs> Sideways. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he was always just like trying to show off or what the deal was, but you know, all the streets there in Shell were dirt, gravel. So it was uh-huh. like Dukes uh-huh. of Hazard kind of life, you know? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and That's right. And he was not afraid to to slide a car around or do whatever. Oh so. try, it, try it out a little bit. That's oh. right. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I got two more questions for you. So okay. what what would you say that you value the most in life? The hereafter. Explain that. Well, you better you better make a Thomas your maker and be ready. Because life is short. I mean you've been and around you've been around seventy five years. Uh huh. What seventy five years compared to eternity? But I mean, it, you're going to you're going to spend an eternity in heaven or hell one, and seventy five years ain't nothing. What do you think? The eternity. You know what eternity is? It's, it, no, I don't. It's way longer than Nobody, I can imagine. That's right. That's right. So I mean, what, 
Oh, go ahead. Huh? Go ahead. Did you have a comment to make to my answer? No. I, well, I was going to say you have, uh, obviously, then faith is a part of that. Where where does faith play a role in your life? Pretty big part anymore. When you look back and you realize that you've lived more years than, you're, than you've got to live, you better be making them arrangements. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. Sure. Yeah, you're right. Seventy-five years is a long time, but it's not nothing. And when you live, it's been a short seventy-five years. Well, I think it's interesting now because I'm, I'm, I'm knocking on fifty, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm still a kid in yeah. my brain, yeah. right? Well, Which me too. <laughs> I was going to say you feel the same way, don't you? But my body sure tells me, you know, <laughs> about the time I think I can do this and my body tells me no you shouldn't you right. shouldn't have done it you know well are there any other little nuggets of wisdom or anything you'd like to tell us before you uh, uh, before you depart with us today not really that I can think of uh, I've got your number if I if I think of anything I'll sure add to you know or take away from yeah well uh, but, uh, we we've got uh we got a couple of other um folks that we'd like to talk to you about in the future. So we'll be calling back and asking you some more questions in the future, but this one's, this one's all about Charlie today. So. Oh, that'll be fine. Thanks so so much for uh, joining us. And uh, we really appreciate it. I enjoyed it as well. Bye Daphne. Bye. Bye. See you guys. Be careful. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. Uh, Before you leave, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and rate us five stars if you enjoyed listening to Oscar. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us, Charlie. We really appreciate it. Have a great week. See y'all.